You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. We are gathered here as advisors, as scientists. The kind of place the ghost like to wander. I'll help you. I'm something of a witch. Welcome to Mission Spooky. I'm your fantastic host jc with me today is the fairly decent pretty okay kiki and kiki how are you doing today the experiment that we tried last time which was i got a little drunk during the recording and the only reason that we're doing this honestly is because uh Hashtag quarantine quarantine and it's really starting to wear on me a little bit Yes, and we... All I want to do is go to Target and buy nothing for no reason. So here's here's the thing, and I need this to be a a message to you and all of our listeners. Right now, mental health is very important, and a lot of people are having a lot of trouble getting through this. And if you're having issues, there's no shame in it. You gotta take some fucking time for self care don't compare yourself to celebrities who are like i've learned 17 new skills today (laughs) you know they're in fucking quarantine but like their houses are so big they haven't explored them all okay you're all fantastic if you're getting through this don't worry about new skills don't worry about cooking new things just fucking get through it that's all you have to do Take care of your mental health. Take care of your physical health. Don't compare yourself to others. Don't fucking worry about that bullshit. And this is just so to go on with what Kiki was saying. I'm already drunk. So it's going to be a fun episode, guys. I've been drinking mead. (laughs) I'm a bottle in. I'm starting my second bottle now. And please note that bottle means about the size of a wine bottle. Ah. Oh, first of all, can you please tell us which meadery you got your mead from, sir? So I go to a, I think local, yeah, local meadery, Stone Keep Meadery. Kiki will be posting photos onto the Insta and the Twitters. I bought four bottles of their exquisite let me try and say this while drunk melomel melomel uh, just a reminder to our audience we are using discord still in quarantine so how about you just type it in for me and i'll see what it says m e l o m e l i hope i spelled that right fucking a i did melomel what a great word i love that word melomel in my mind it's flavored meat you're on the right track melomel is a it's a fruit-based mead what is the flavor of this one again? So the one I'm currently drinking is strawberry. The one I've already drank is blueberry. I'm going blueberry, strawberry, blueberry, strawberry. Okay. And I get it once again from Stonekeep Meadery in Pennsylvania. I believe their main site is in Fleetwood. Hashtag sponsor us. Yes, hashtag sponsor us. Which means just send us mead. Yeah, just send me mead. I don't care if Kiki gets it. Oh, thank you. Find out my address. 
Message me on the Facebooks. I'll give it to you, Stonekeep. I'll give it to you. Things I would do for Mead. But they are lovely. I I love Stonekeep. They've always given me great service. They know their shit. I've been to their Jim Thorpe place several times. I've never had a bad experience. They've always been fantastic. You got a honey mead from them one time. Well, right? I have, yes. That, I think, was my favorite out of all of them. Now, that was honey spiced, if I'm correct. And today is how Allie became part of Mission Spooky permanently. Yeah. Now, I we need to get her a mic. Oh, my God. No, if I was only like, what's his, what's his fuck? Cotton Candy Randy, y'all. Cotton Candy Randy. <laughs> Too bad we don't have a camera in here so that I can breathe into your ear. <laughs> we got to record this before I die. Fine. Would you plan on dying from alcohol poisoning? If I, you know, turn over and start drowning on my own vomit, that's the way God meant it to be. Leave me be, please. Oh, oh my God. Oh, gross. I don't. Oh, boy. This is going to be a really great episode. Let's get through this shit, because I'm going to fucking go crazy soon. (laughs) In complete lack of responsibility for anything today, I am also drinking. So, Kiki, how are you doing with this whole quarantine shit? Let's get down to seriousness. I am sort of a hermit. Anyway, uh, I don't mind being alone. But the thing is, I'm not actually alone anyway in this house because there's like, you know, other people, including my four and a half year old who live here. So, yeah. Uh, But I think for me, though, and maybe there's parents listening to this, too. I know I know I got quite a few of my friends who listen who are parents as well. But for me, what's hurting the most is that little guy hasn't been out of this house in, you know, a month. Oh, he's got to be going crazy. Yeah, we're very used to family day trips. And, you know, when Doug and I have off together we would always do at least two family days a week where we just get out you know we go down towards philly area we go shopping even it's just to go to the mall or go to a comic book shop you know just something and you know the other day he he was like mommy you know i just want to go to target because he loves target like he just loves target and i'm just like man dude no sorry you know and we live in the woods so he can go out back but you know he's still limited so and this is where I pause for a moment to explain to the audience that I had to cut a whole bunch of stuff out that JC went on a very long political tirade about. Not that I did not agree 100%. However, we're trying really hard not to talk about politics because it sucks right now. I'm so sorry, Kiki. This is what you're going to have to deal with because I'm a bottle in. This isn't... I know. We're going to get through this. We're going to do it. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fantastic. I'm going to be fantastic. <laughs> this is also where I tell the audience that I cut out a huge part where JC decided to go on a love fest and start contacting people just randomly to tell them how much that he loved them. And if you think I'm joking, I'm not. She's not! It's all true! This is gonna be the best opener we've ever done in our entire existence. Because I'm fucking drunk as fuck. I'm messaging Shannon right now. My message to Shannon, I fucking love you. Still recording, but I love. I didn't even put a U at the end. <laughs> I have to send the U in a separate message. I'm shit-faced, guys. We're having a good time.
Okay, that's it. That's all. I'm minimizing the. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Please do. You messaged me about what we're talking about. George Wayne in. That's what it is. I knew I. Was <laughs> about. George Wayne. What? George Wayne in. That's what you said we're talking about today. No, it's the general. We're talking about the general. You know what? It does say general. <laughs> it does say general there. And General Wayne, because he has his own separate store. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is going to be a disaster. <laughs> you know, I was worried about audio as far as, like, how we sounded on episode 23 because it came out oh, so shitty. Shit. Uh, this it's is... Ooh, podcast. Yeah. We're having fun. Oh, my God. Well, I had this long thing I was going to get into. Shut up. About how we have to discuss a little bit of the history about General Wayne and things that happened in this area because we just live, thankfully, in an area that's very rich in history. And that. By rich uh, in history, you mean massacres, right? Uh, a lot of death, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the eloquent way of saying that a lot of people were murdered in this area. If I get into this part of it before we take our break for sponsor, it's really just going to bring you down. Okay, so I'm just going to skip past that. We're not going to get too serious. As a matter of fact, we are going to break for sponsor. And then when we get back, we're going to talk about this, uh, the story of General Wayne himself. And we're going to discuss the General Wayne Inn. In the meantime, enjoy some wonderful music. No, the music isn't now, JC. Isn't it? Don't we play music now? No, we break for sponsor now. Oh, it's the second to third part that we break with Right, music. right. With, oh, yeah. I'm a yeah. piece of shit. I'm so sorry, Kiki. No, you're just so fucked up. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. You know I love you. I'm fucked up, okay? So I'm going to pour myself some more mead. You probably should be drinking some water in between. <laughs> Sounds like something a communist would say. Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to Still Drunk JC. I really should have brought okay. the other one down here because I'm not going to be half as drunk as you are. You're not going to be a third as drunk <laughs> as I One eighth. You can drink <laughs> literally a lot. Okay, so the reason that we're doing this one. This is a perfect follow-up to our story that we did last week about the Headless Horseman of Paoli. It might be difficult because he's headless, but I would punch the Headless Horseman of Paoli in the face. Let's get to General Wayne Inn. So we're doing a follow-up story about General Wayne and the General Wayne Inn today since we just talked about him briefly last week. And there's actually two stories here. One is dealing with the very strange burial of General Wayne. Like, did they do a Viking thing, or did they not dig the hole enough? Oh, or did they dig it's the hole too deep? so weird. Just hold on. I'm excited. And then the other one is the ghost story. So wait. There's actually two ghost stories. I'm excited. You should be. I need to look this up myself. No, don't get General it. Wayne. No, oh, I'm going to fucking right. Google it. It's fine. So while you're doing that, uh, as a refresher... Wayne was involved in the massacre of Paoli, as it was his troops that were murdered in their sleep by the British general No Flint Gray. Wait, then what did they light their fires with? They didn't light their fires. That was the whole point, remember? No Flint. No Get Flint. Because they didn't have Flint to light their fires. Yeah. Uh. Remember? remember accidental discharge? Come on, man. 
Anyway. Is this from last week's episode? Because I don't. Yes, it was from last. Oh, wow. Do you even listen I to listen to it like you. I do. I do. <laughs> I listened to it twice, actually. <laughs> Oh god, that's why our numbers are so good. I just put it on repeat, guys. (laughs) I'm all however many viewers we have. (laughs) Anyway, um It's just me and the mountain that walks. Oh my god. The mountain. Yeah. Hey, that's my buddy. He sent me and I he sent it to our Facebook on Mission Spooky too, but he sent the cutest little cat video. Did you see that cat video? Oh my god. It was hilarious. Yes, huge shout out to the, to the mountain. Yes, the cat video was You're freaking fantastic. hysterical. Hashtag send us more. Yeah. Hashtag and you know what, guys? Like, you. we're totally approachable. We're just like, you know, normal people. So if you got something to share with us, whoa, please do. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> How dare you call me? Me. The magnificent JC normal. How but yes, I am approachable. He's yeah, just like Nicolas Cage would be approachable. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, let's keep it together. And we covered some of what we talked about last week: the headless horse was horseman of Paoli, as far as like not using flint and only bayonet in a surprise attack. And that's going to be important because, guys, I'm going to get into what General Wayne was most famous for because this attack is pretty ridiculous and i really want to share it with you guys it has nothing to do necessarily with the hauntings or ghosts or anything that that is spooky but it is such a phenomenal battle that i don't want to not talk about it but first of all i'm interested and i will do my best to stay quiet while you talk about it. okay so who was general anthony wayne you might be asking uh you just said general anthony wayne yeah he was he was himself I do see on Google his nickname was Mad Anthony. Oh, yeah. Yep. He was, yes. And he got that name after the battle, uh, which I will be talking about here in a minute. I'm excited. So General Wayne has been described as George Washington's Patton. He was a mathematician and a surveyor first, and he was part of the Pennsylvania legislature from 1774 and 1775. When the Revolutionary War broke out, Wayne raised a regiment and was made its colonel in 1776. Now, I'm going to focus on the Revolutionary War hero for most of this. But later in his career, which I'll get into, he was instrumental in defeating the First People's Tribes in 1794 at the Battle of Fallen Timbers. And in 1795, he negotiated the Treaty of Greenville, in which the First Peoples ceded most of what is now Ohio, to the United States. So we're under no illusion that he was just another general who essentially cheated the first peoples out of their land. But I can't take away his bravery during the revolution either. It's a bit of a conundrum for me because I really love this guy for his brazen Leroy Jenkins attitude, but... He's also a shithead, though. Okay, so I know that. I get it. I'm so sorry for everything. We've okay, so we basically established before that most of the European occupation here is uh, a bunch of shitheads. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, in the past ten episodes, we've covered hauntings, which involve the Battle of Brandywine, the Paoli Massacre, and the Battle of Germantown. 
General Wayne was involved in all of those. A bit of trivia that I didn't mention last week was that after his loss at the Paoli Massacre, he blamed himself so much that he asked to be court-martialed. And he was acquitted, and I quote, did every duty that could be expected from an active, brave, and vigilant officer. Under the orders which he then had, the court do acquit him with the highest honor. So he had, he had some integrity there, you know? And, and if, I, if I might, integrity is like one of the best values to have. Because it's like, yeah, you're right. I fucked up. I'll try better next time. Instead of blaming your fucking underlings, just take responsibility for it and be honest about it. Yeah, he he really felt bad about it. Although, honestly, it wasn't his fault because as we talked about last week, he was outdone by a spy. At that point, the British had so many spies within the American military that... Whoa, whoa. You mean the British had a lot of loyalists amongst the American rebels. That is one way to say it, yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's the way to say it if you've been watching a lot of Doctor Who. You dick. Ooh, I'm about to finish a second bottle of mead. Let's see if I can pour this right. One second, Keith. Just give me a moment. Oh, nice sound effect. I've never done two bottles of mead at one time. I'd like to state that. Even after his loss at Germantown, Wayne wrote to his wife saying that he was confident that his men would win the next battle. He had this, if you will, a can-do attitude. He had a can-do positive attitude? He totally did. Even though he had losses and he had to retreat, he always said that he had the utmost confidence in his men and that that they were just retreating to fight another day. This guy's my hero. I'm telling you, he really is fucking cool. Yeah, like Bruce Wayne. This guy's like fucking Batman. Oh, he's the fucking Dark Knight. Okay, so listen, you have to be quiet for just a minute. Well, okay, maybe like two minutes, because I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the Battle of Stony Point that I talked about last week. Have at it, Kiki. This is the Battle of Stony Point in New York. I'm going to tell you guys uh, sort of a brief condensed version of what exactly happened. I I could expound on this particular battle because of its intricacies, but... Who won? Well, that's for you to find out at the end. God damn it, Kiki, the suspense is literally killing me. Or it's the alcohol consumption. One of the two, who's to know? Stony Point was a fort on the Hudson, and it had been taken by the British. Washington, as in George Washington... Yo, that motherfucker's an OG. And General Wayne... (laughs) surveyed the area, and had decided that although it pissed them off to no end, there wasn't much they could do in the way of taking back Stony Point. Yo, ain't that a bitch. It was. It would have been okay, except that the British started acting like a bunch of dicks. Whoa, that's just not, I almost bit my tongue there. One moment. Okay, and it's really funny because I think we just talked about how, like, Great Britain is our number two in listenership, so. I love you. Keep making Doctor Who. I love female Doctor Who. Don't fucking let people tell you otherwise. And it's at this point that I would like to remind our British listeners that I am one quarter British. My family comes from Bradford area, Lancashire. 
So our family, like my British family, was not even here at the time. We were still in Great Britain. So I'm just saying. They could have not acted like a bunch of dicks in this particular scenario, but they did. I feel like they got Stony Point. They thought it was a great base of operations, which it was. They were cutting off supply lines in, in New York. Good for them. But they started harassing the farmers and attacking civilians all along the Hudson. Oh, well, that's just a dick move. Yeah, and becoming a general nuisance, so to speak. And so finally, Washington had had enough. It's not whether or not the fort was actually important. It's about embarrassing the British. So he devises a brilliant plan and has Wayne execute it. I'm interested. Wayne has what's called the light infantry with him. These are the quintessential Revolutionary War soldiers that you probably are used to seeing in movies. They are uniformed. They carry bayonets. They've got the ponytail with the powdered hair. They are elite fighters. This becomes a three-prong attack. You have General Wayne on one side with his troops. So General Batman, got it. You have General Butler on the other side. Whoa, General Alfred, okay. That does work. That plays. You're welcome, world. Each column would have a 20-man Forlorn Hope, and behind them would be a 150-man Vanguard. A Forlorn Hope... Wait, let me guess before you say it. A Forlorn Hope are the men that are basically going to die. They're going to die in the battle. Like, they're the front infantrymen that are probably going to do a bayonet charge and probably be shot down by the British, who had better better uh, weapons at the time. Because most of the militia that saved and made the United States, if I may say so myself, as a very drunk person, because I've officially drunk two bottles of mead, had, like, quote-unquote, farmer's equipment. JC, I just got done telling you that the guys fighting on the American side during this are the elite warriors these are not Minutemen. this is not a militia i'm just thinking the movie patriot with mel gibson right now and i can't get that out of my mind don't don't no so jc is not too far off from what a forlorn hope is wasn't i holy shit these guys are volunteers who are going in with a heavy axe only no other weaponry what what badass right okay and they're going to be chopping at the abyss so they're going in with nothing but a heavy axe That takes some balls. Their job is to clear the way for the vanguard to enter the readout. So it is a suicidal mission. And that's why it's volunteer. The vanguards are told to take out the flint from their muskets. Because just like Gray did at the massacre of Paoli, this is going to be a midnight charge, pitch black, bayonet only. These guys have to creep silently. fucking balls. It is balls, okay? They have to creep silently through a marsh that's surrounding the fort. Wait, were there gators? No. Oh, thank God, because if there were gators, that's Yeah, that's I'm off. Terrible. I'm done. Wait, there's marshes in PA? I thought we were too old. This is in New York. This is not in PA. This is in New York. Oh, even more north? This is Hudson River. I'm so true. I finished my second bottle. I need you to understand. I have two... Empty fucking bottles of mead here, Kiki. I'm going to mute myself. You do. <laughs> I'm going to mute you for you in a minute. <laughs> so the third column is led by a name that many of my North Carolina listeners will know well. And that is Major Hardy Murphy. 
whose father gave the land to create Murfreesboro. And it's a really hard one to say because it's Murfree, not Murphy. Murfree. Murfree's men will be the only ones allowed musket fire because they are the diversion front and center. So you have three-pronged attack, two sides, right and left, coming in silently with bayonet and axes only. And then you have your diversionary group from North Carolina making a racket and getting the British's attention. This actually worked perfectly. They accomplished entry into the readout and captured all the British and killed anybody else that uh, decided to run. So you'd think that after all of this effort and planning and a success, that they'd keep the fort. But Washington knew it was undefendable. So just four days after winning it back, the Americans let it go. Which is why I say it's sort of a, a weird outcome, because the Americans won, but they had to give it up. Now, a little side note for you guys, and maybe I'll add it to one of my Twitter trivia questions if you guys have been listening. My husband, his great-great-great-great, I believe, grandfather, was one of the 1,500 soldiers who helped retake Stony Point. He served under General Wayne, and he served under General Washington himself. I wasn't... I'm FaceTiming Shannon right now. Suck. Because <laughs> I needed to tell her how much I love her. Oh, that's so gross and sweet. So as I said earlier... General Wayne fought in the Revolutionary War, and when that was finished, he went to fight out in Ohio against the First People's Tribes. Now, he negotiated that treaty in 1795. He died in 1796 while traveling back east after getting done with his job over in Ohio. So he was buried near Erie, Pennsylvania, which is a very long way away from the southeastern part of the state where he was originally from. And it took a very long time for his family to finally make up their minds to bring his remains back to Radnor, Pennsylvania for reburial. Now, it'd been almost, I believe, 10 years. They open up the grave and find out that, well, rather than discovering skeletal remains as they expected, they found uh, a kind of a squishy corpse in not such bad shape, though. But they didn't want to transport this rotting corpse all the way across Pennsylvania, which, as some of you who are listening may know, is a good, what, three and a half hour travel. Kiki, wait. Allie brought me water and I love her and she's fantastic. Okay. I just want to say that to the world. Good. So the excavators decide to scrape and boil away the flesh so they can reduce the general to just a bundle of relatively clean bones. What was left over was supposedly buried back in its original grave, and the rest of the bones were transported back to a church in Radnor for reburial. But the story doesn't end there. There's this oral tradition that's passed down here in Pennsylvania that says that not all of Mad Anthony's bones got returned home. That the package that they were put in wasn't wrapped too well. And that through the trek from Erie back to Radnor, a few of his bones got lost along the way. And now his ghost rides along U.S. Route 322 in Pennsylvania, a road that follows the track of his bones as they were scattered, seeking to recover them. Technically, General's buried in two places. Erie, what was left of his flesh, and Radnor, what was left of his bones. 
Please stand by while I replace my host who's completely drunk and passed out on the floor. I'm now JC's replacement because he died from alcoholism. <laughs> Currently in Erie, you can visit Mad Anthony Wayne's Kettle of Death. The kettle that his body was supposedly boiled in to reduce him down to just nothing but bone. Sounds like a nice tea. Drink it up. Yeah, right? I don't buy it, though. That one, to me, is just a fun little side note. Good old Erie, Pennsylvania, which is way far. It seems like a whole other country from here. It's crazy. He is laughing to himself in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear him go, yeah, he should have been drinking water the whole time he was drinking. Meat is like just sugar, and it's it'll fuck you up real bad. Yup. Yeah, I'm like, bitch, you better come back here and do this outro. All of a sudden, it's going to be a different person doing the outro. All right, so uh, we've, I think, uh, probably officially lost JC. But hey, some of you listeners might remember Allie from a few episodes back. So she's just going to hang out with me for a minute while we finish up. I was the better host. Remember, I applied and obviously got the job. Absolutely. Yeah. There was just a snafu. Somehow, I don't know, I picked up JC. I don't know how that happened. Uh, We were talking about General Wayne. Went through General Wayne. I'm just going to finish up talking about the General Wayne Inn because apparently that is also haunted, but not necessarily by the general himself. Are you familiar at all with uh, this area down here, like in uh, Bucks County at all? Bucks County, Montgomery County? Not too much. Well, I will tell you where it is. General Wayne Inn is in Marion, Pennsylvania. It was a former tavern. It was previously named the William Penn Inn, but I guess since everything down here is named after William Penn, they were just like, yeah, we gotta, we're going to change that up a little bit. And so in 1793, it was renamed to honor our Revolutionary War hero, General Mad Anthony Wayne, who actually did stay at the inn. Did you say his middle name was Mad? Well, they nicknamed him Mad because of the Battle of Stony Point, since you were not here in the beginning. <laughs> I can't rehash that. <laughs> Failing, I'm failing, I'm sorry. It's not your fault. <laughs> I've been set up for failure. <laughs> no, 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 you'll be fine. I'm just going to mention this because we were just talking about General Wayne. And yes, the General Wayne Inn supposedly has a, a few hauntings there. Edgar Allan Poe frequented the inn. And the legend says that he penned a portion of the raven there, which really doesn't surprise me because we talked a few episodes back about Grip the Raven, who was the inspiration for the raven. And Grip the Raven is located in Philadelphia. So this is not very far off. We've got a ghost of a Hessian soldier. We've got British redcoats. They, you know, basically, like I said before, the whole area is it's a bloodbath. Because you have all these battles happening. Bart Johnson, who was the property owner through the 70s and into the 80s, he claimed one night that he heard a loud bang while he was having a conversation with some friends. And he turned around and they all saw that there was a cannonball rolling across the floor. And when Johnson bent down to pick it up, it just sort of vanished into thin air. What? Yeah, that's kind of crazy. And more recently, there was a murder-suicide there, too. That was uh, 1995, 96. Guy Saleo Jr. and Jim Webb bought the property in 95. They were planning on turning it into a restaurant. Partnership got a little bit strained because things were going too slowly. The day after Christmas, Webb was found dead in the office with a gunshot wound to the back of his head. His business partner, Saleo, was the prime suspect, though he claimed that his mistress, Felicia Moisey, slayed Webb as Webb disapproved of the affair. Saleo was charged with first-degree murder, though, and he was found guilty. Yeah, he is still in prison. The mistress, however, 
committed suicide. So General Wayne in. Messed up. So we're going to take a break for our musical guest. And that is going to be a band called Three Irma Louise. And the song we're going to play is Bones in commemoration of General Wayne's Bones. Spooksters. If you want to join the squad, head on over to patreon.com slash mission spooky. We have tiers at the one and five dollar level. One single buck now gets you our undying gratitude, plus a shout out on the cast and access to our booper reels, which today we're gonna to have quite a few of them. You can send PA or New Jersey-based ghost stories to mission spooky podcast at gmail.com. Feel free to email us any questions or comments on previous episodes as well. If you're a PA, New Jersey, Delaware band, or you own your own music and you'd just like to be featured on the podcast, please feel free to contact us through private message on Instagram or Twitter. You're going to get me personally. You can find our musical guest songs on Spotify by typing in Mission Spooky 2020 in the search bar or go to Mission Spooky in Spotify. You can find our list and we constantly add to that. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mission Spooky and now at our new Facebook page, which JC rules with. I think he rules with a copper fist. I think it's bendable. Iron fist is a little much. That's what I always say. I don't think he actually rules anything. No, no. Let's face it. His girlfriend rules him. I rule the house. He's just the bitch of everybody. Can't wait to put this in for reals. (laughs) Taking us out again is the band three Irma Louise from Burn with their song Bone. And just remember guys, stay spooky and don't die. But if you do, contact us. And you can reach me, Allie, with a messenger raven. I do not approve of doves or ducks, just ravens. I will not respond to any other bird. (laughs) 